What do you get when you combine a dozen comedians, a dozen developers, maybe a few cases of Red Bull, and a toilet? Stay tuned for the punchline. Most of what we have here are commentary or satirical takes on internet, internet culture, and the way we interact with technology. So that really hasn't changed that much. Um, this time we'll have a toilet on stage, though. That is different. I'm Daniel Dennis-Jones, and today Radio Berkman goes to Comedy Hack Day. So quick show of hands. How many of you have ever used the bathroom? It's nice to know the room has uh, quite a few number of users. You may be familiar with a typical hack day or hackathon. Basically, a bunch of really smart people with the skills to create things work furiously for a day or a weekend in a kind of a think tank. In the end, teams will present their work with some sort of pitch. Here is the product we created that will better the world. It might be a smartphone app or a website, or in the case of the comedy hack day held at the MIT Media Lab in Cambridge, Massachusetts, a toilet. So, our team of two MIT Media Lab students and one MIT Sloan student are proud to present the Pizzicati Privy, a device that transforms grotesque bathroom noises into beautiful Baroque compositions. We have the great pleasure to introduce Robert R. Morris, who's going to drop the inaugural piece. At this point, a man walks on stage and bows. In his hand, a folder that he places onto a music stand in front of a porcelain commode. He's standing in front of a crowd of about 150 people and a three-judge panel made up of a techie, an author, and a comedian. The demo begins. As Rob sits down, we have a pressure sensor on the rim, which is sensing his movements and which is triggering the sound of strings warming up. The Hack Day is really a 48-hour marathon of idea people working with developers, engineers, and in this case, comedians. Anyone who's in a creative realm uh, often sees technology kind of just as a means. What you're hearing is the third Comedy Hack Day orchestrated by a company called Cultivated Wit. Their CEO is writer, comedian, and former Onion staff member, Baratunde Thurston. The idea of this hackathon is trying to go deeper than that. And the idea of our company is trying to go deeper than that so that you merge these two as equals. And that one isn't using the other exclusively. They're using each other together. And so embedding humor in the tech. Posting a tweet on Twitter is one thing. Embedding a comedic concept with using the Twitter API is a whole nother level. It's like your typical hackathon, with one big exception. Instead of looking for the next killer app, the judges expect presenters to bring their most ridiculous pitches and a lot of jokes. Now, we already have celebrity endorsements for this device. We're actually aware that Justin Bieber uses it to compose all of his music. Everybody can really get super like jazzed about what they're working on because you're not trying to like impress one of the judges in hopes that maybe you'll get some seed funding. You are trying to make everybody just like pee their pants. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, th 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 it makes it really easy for people to, to just like buy in. That's Brian Janosch, the creative director of Cultivated Wit. You heard him at the beginning of the podcast. Pitch and orientation of what this event is about. Sure, I think this event, at its core is about bringing together these two creative groups of people. Seems to me like a lot of the spirit of like an improv show. Yeah. 
I, it's an improv show. It's a sketch show because all these people are preparing their sort of their demo, like their pitch, uh, in advance. So that plays out very similar to a sketch. It is still very much a hackathon. Like the, at its core, like people are coding and eating junk food and like drinking Red Bull, like that. All those things. Um. Hey guys. So most of you are probably aware of devices like Nike Fuelband and Up and Fitbit. So we built Fatbit, and it's a device that lives on your wrist, and it encourages you to eat what you want and take it easy. Well, your app is one of the, uh, the most built out I've seen so far. It's got the iPhone app. It's got the well, we just cheated. I mean, we ripped off an existing platform. Robin Ruddle was on the team behind Fatbit. The idea is just sort of a straight-up parody of things like, you know, Fuelband, Up, Fitbit, and sort of movement of um, people buying into the idea that technology needs to constantly remind you to make the right decision. What do you think about this idea, just like the idea of a comedy hack day in general? I think it's brilliant. I think it's really good because it, I think that a lot uh, of times people that are idea people or word people really separate themselves from the technology side of things and and just interacting with each other. It's, it's all about communication. It's just like a different way to look at language, just a different way to look at technology. And... You know, I think that comedy is a sort of underrated but super effective way of communicating an idea. And when you get someone to laugh, you immediately engage them and you immediately get buy-in. So I did want to, one point that I forgot, and I'm so sorry, is that um, just a note from our legal team. We do recommend taking off Fatbit during sexual activity as it may crash the system. Why would we do that? What if during sexual activity you're just lying there? Does that <laughs> The Comedy Hack Day inventions may include websites, apps, and products with very little practical use. But in a lot of cases, what makes them funny is what these presentations say about popular tech culture. It's also a chance for developers to let loose and roast themselves for a weekend. But of course, there are winners. Truth for Humanity, a grand prize winner. Truth for Humanity. The winning project is down. a site called Truth down. for Humanity. Here's a taste of Truth for Humanity's pitch. Check. Uh, check, 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 uh, check, test, test, check, check. All right, uh, guys, hello. We're extremely proud to be here talking to you today. Uh, we've got a lot of very important things to tell you about. This is Benjamin Allen. Matt Kleinman, who looks like a skinnier, red-haired Zach Galifianakis, is frantically pacing across the stage, yelling into a handheld mic. Ben Apple, the calmer of the two, stands back with a serious look on his face behind a laptop. We are archaeologists. We are biologists. We are mathematicians. We are philosophers. We're astronomers. We're astrologers. We're writers. We're adventurers. We're discoverers. And we want you guys to know what we found. Uh, we found all, a lot of things, okay? All we need from you guys is for you to tell us what you seek the truth of. What do you want to know the truth about? Someone. Anyone. What is that? Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm glad you said that because dolphin. we, we, we found a lot about dolphins and we wrote it all down. Ben enters the phrase, the dolphins, into a search bar at truthforhumanity.com. He hits enter, and we are visually assaulted by one of the worst web pages you've ever seen. It's like if the worst of MySpace, GeoCities, and Angel Fire were collected all in one place. There's tiling background images of dolphins, an endless scrolling wall of text in all different fonts and colors, including Comic Sans, and animated GIFs of burning fire. 
Ben and Matt read off the page. A sign, we've found signed document from biologists confirming evolution of third son humanoid in, in conjunction, conjunction with, the dolphin. with the dolphin. Do you see where we're coming from here? Do you get it? Edison could not steal the dolphin because it was shaking. Here's Sarah LaPlante from the project's development team. About how this compares to other hackdowns. Uh, it's, it's definitely much less formal, and it's much more focused on the presentation than on, you know, a lot, a lot of hackdowns end up like focused toward almost the business plan side of it because it gets very involved in startup culture, and this is definitely focused on having a great time and just building something that's hilarious, you know, but still works and still, you know, has some technical merit, which is a lot of fun. So when you first got here on Saturday, did you have any idea of what you'd be working on? No, they do like, you know, some people put up pitches beforehand so you can see stuff, but usually it's better to just show up, you know, see who talks, people get up on stage and pitch their ideas. Alex was the one who pitched this, he got up and pitched a couple, and, you know, this one seemed really cool and, like, really technically feasible. What was the pitch? How did he pitch it? He came up, he was like, you know those websites? It's like, the world is divided into four parts, like the cube and, like, there's, like, you know, hundreds of these websites, you can see them everywhere. And he's like, I want to just make websites like that because you know there has to be a formula. There has to be some way. Sarah says to create the site, the team did essentially the exact opposite of what you should do when you're making an attractive, clean website. Their goal was to make something that looked incredibly basic and then pair it with the generic text, which was all written by the team's comedians. The magic happens when you, the user, go to truthforhumanity.com and enter in any word into the search bar. The page then updates to add that word throughout the text and crawls the web to find the most bizarre accompanying images in the background. The result? The most hilarious conspiracy theory website generator you could imagine. We knew information about Lisa Frank in 1978 that could have saved billions of lives. Billions of lives! Solace is a rented concept! Wake up! Lisa Frank is savior and being hurt! Authority figures fear. I've definitely had more sleep-deprived hackathons, but I don't think they were this much fun. Well, I'll try to wrap this up and give you more of a vital... Baratunde Thurston, again. Comedians need to know and explore how we can create differently with technology. Technologists, I think it's very important as architects of our future, because people literally building the screens that define all of our interactions, that there's a dosage of humanity in that, and there's not much more human than humor. You can find out more about Comedy Hack Day, including videos of the winning presentations at the event they just held in New York City, by visiting our website, blogs.law.harvard.edu slash mediaberkman. This week's Radio Berkman was produced by me, Daniel Dennis-Jones, and written and edited by Elizabeth Gillis from the Berkman Center for Internet and Society at Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts.